With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. I don't know if we'll get to 39 because we got some some um, 
stuff to talk about before we jump all the way into Chapter 38. Uh, I want us to go back, and we're going to look at a, a problem. It's, it's, not, it's, it's, a, it's been a problem for theologians. I'm, I've already mentioned it one time. It's not like I've forgotten it. I mentioned it. I, I, I know I mentioned it before, but I'm going to try to get into it a little deeper tonight. And it's about the chronology of this war because you have, and I'll explain it and try, to, try my best to explain it more in detail as we go a little bit further. Brother Dave, go ahead and turn to, Brother Chad, you just stay, you go to uh, Ezekiel chapter 32, okay? Brother Chad? Yes. Chapter, yeah, 30, chapter 32 in Ezekiel, okay? Got it. Okay, and then I want, I want you to start about verse 15. Brother Dave, I want you to go to Revelation chapter 8, chapter 19, okay? Chapter 19? Hmm? Okay, chapter, chapter 19. Okay. Now, what we're going to, before we get started, is there any prayer requests tonight in the chat room? Has anybody got anything that, uh, any special prayer requests? If you don't have any, uh, be sure and pray for me. I'd appreciate it very much. And be sure and pray for the sister that's having problems, unspoken prayer requests. Don't forget those when you pray. If you've got a prayer list, um, Remember the unspoken prayer request that uh, we've been talking about. Um, be sure and pray for Brother Kevin, Brother Chad, and Brother Dave as they do what they do here. There's not a there's not a small job. What they do is just as important as me running my mouth. They're part of the program, and they're the biggest part of the program as far as I'm concerned. And uh, pray for them as well, you folks in the chat room. Um, be sure and pray for Brother Pete in Australia. And the ones that's not able to come or have quit coming that used to be regular guests, pray for them as well. Like Brother Brian. Like Brother Brian. Brother Brian, if Brother Brian could be here, he would be here. Yes, he would. Definitely, beyond any shadow of doubt. There is good news about him being able to see his uh, see the grandkids again. Uh, I know I think I've already relayed this, um, so maybe they're going to start having... Uh, normal meetings now, now that the main problem that caused the uh, separation has been taken out of the way. So that was an answer to prayer right there. That was, yes. that, that, praise God for that. Um, so I'd appreciate if you would remember him when you pray. Um, always remember Brother Sir, Brother Sir Joe is a, is, a, is a dedicated downloader. I talk to him on the phone all the time. He downloads the program, play for Brother Tony Adams and his family as well. And just a normal bunch, pray for our assembly. All those folks that I mentioned, they're part of this. And Brother Joe got an email for him. He's doing okay. Um, so tell everybody hello. He was wanted to talk a little bit about this Ezekiel 38 and the email that he sent me. So he's doing okay. So it's Amen. good for that. Good to hear that, and, and keep me, uh, I'm not going to say what the world says, but keep me in your prayers tomorrow because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in the middle of traffic tomorrow for the first time in a long, long time. I'll be driving downtown in the middle of red, red lights and normal big-time traffic tomorrow, something I have to do, and uh, 
So just keep me in your prayers. Keep everybody else out there. That the Lord will protect everybody else, not so much myself, but them, and that everything will go smoothly. I've got to be in Dothan in the morning at 9 o'clock, and it'll be the first time I've driven in a situation like that in quite a while. So keep me in your prayers with that. Well, after saying that, Brother Chad, go ahead and open us in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. for Lord, no, without you, there's no reason for us to even be. And uh, we ask for your guidance. Yes. We ask for the Holy Spirit to show us and edify us and, and reveal to us your word, Lord, your words and what we can learn of them and how it might help us for whatever purpose it is that you put it there, Lord. There's a purpose. That is that we're seeking for your will's purpose sake, Lord, and not our own. Going to our past, Don, Lord, be able to teach Holy Spirit and that we be able to, most of us that are here now and download later, have the ears to hear and the Holy Spirit to teach us what we need to know individually, Lord. Yes, Lord. And as and as an assembly, we pray for everyone in our assembly, Lord, as the pastor has mentioned. Those are the ones that are now and all the other ones that we think of, Lord, the ones that we've been praying for 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 the last, since I've been here and even longer, those that are members of the body that have gone, Lord, we pray for them, that they be being fed as well, Lord, that they be nurtured in your words, Lord, and that they receive your instructions. Yes, and you know what, Lord, we're just we're just so thankful that we have air to breathe and, and water to drink, Lord. That yes. when we're thirsty we can drink clean water and, and we just ask that you put the the hedge up around us, Lord, that all these these radio frequencies and mind controls and all these things are just bounce and reflect and go away, Lord. We're focused on you, and I truly believe that when we're focused on you, these things, they have no power, and they have no, no ability, that there's, you know, the force that have around us, Lord, it's your will. You said, you said that, you know, we wouldn't be able to be deceived. You know, you would send such a strong delusion that possible we'd be deceived, but you said we wouldn't be, so we're thankful for that tonight, Lord. You've... Uh, made us special to you from the from the foundation of the world before it all began, Lord, that we were chosen out and delivered here to serve your purpose, and we serve it willingly, Lord. We love you. You are our king. We are your slaves, bought and paid for by your precious blood. Yes, Lord. Sealed until that day of redemption, until that time that we join you in eternity, Lord, to do your will, to do your will there, Lord. Even even more hallelujahs. We shall be singing daily, nightly. There will be no time, Lord, eternally. We're yours. Thank you so much. Lord Jesus, in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Uh, Brother Chad, talking about Thanksgiving, we just had a holiday here in the, in the States, our Thanksgiving holiday, and I think about how many, I think about how more and more it gets commercialized and and um, 
to me, is the only viable holiday there is. Wish you, I know the Bible says, just like I posted on Thanksgiving Day and everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Because we're supposed to be giving thanks all the time for everything, good or bad. We're supposed to be able to give God the glory and the thanks for everything because we we trust him as Father and as Savior, then we should trust him in everything that happens in our life. Whether we understand it or not, it's a different story. But I think about how commercialized Thanksgiving as a holiday has gotten and how I've watched it over the years when it used to be a big, it was really people got together and gave thanks to God for everything that he had provided, the harvest that he had brought in, everything. And to me, like I said, it's the only holiday I actually uh, care anything about. This usually people, some of the congregation usually come over here. This year, Brother Kevin was unable to come. I didn't get, uh, Brother uh, Hummel didn't get in touch with him to where he knew to come or or maybe he called and I didn't get his call or whatever. But anyway, we usually have a Thanksgiving meal here. It wasn't that way this year. Uh, nobody was here but just me, the Lord, and the devil. <laughs> and we had a bologna sandwich together and had a few words. So every give me a little time to think about all you guys more and more. So that was good. But anyway, um, Thanksgiving's over with now. It's all the pagan holidays which, like I said, 99.9% of them are paganized, and even to a certain degree, they try to paganize how um, Thanksgiving. But to me, as far as I'm concerned, let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind, Thanksgiving is the only viable holiday we have here in the States, as far as I'm concerned. That's my opinion. Y'all can have y'alls. Everybody's got one. But... um. In Ezekiel 32, I brought it to your attention the other night before I go down the path of chronology. As I mentioned, as we've come through Ezekiel, where we started at, these these are, these things are happening. These have these look to be completely chronological. And then we're going now. We're getting to chapter 38, 39 with the Gog and Magog war. Now, the Gog and Magog War is mentioned twice in Scripture. Why it was mentioned in Ezekiel and it's mentioned in Revelation. Now, we've got another war that's mixed in with that. That's what we're going to go and we're going to look at it in chapter 19 and chapter 20 of the book of Revelation in just a few minutes. But the other night, when I was bringing up how this could be a both a supernatural and a natural war that takes place. Because it's going to sound purely natural, basically, other than what the Lord does in chapters 38 and 39 in Ezekiel. But I, I tried to bring back to you remembrance what we'd already read in Ezekiel 32. Nobody seemed to pick up on it, so we're going to go back and I'll, I'll refresh your memory with the Scripture. Okay? So, Brother Chad, if you would, start reading in verse 15 in chapter 32 of Ezekiel. Now, this is, a, this, is, this is God putting his judgment on Pharaoh. We know Egypt's the type of the world. Now, listen closely to what's said. He not only mentions Egypt and Pharaoh, but he mentions another great city, calls it a her, 
and it's a great city known of the earth. I want you to listen to what's said. Go ahead, Brother Chad. 32 and steam. Brother, you're 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 breaking up by it. Breaking up by it. Nope. Nope. Okay. Uh, but here that everything works. Nope. Uh, I don't understand how it could be so clear when you were talking a while ago and now you can't but you can't hear but one word out of every ten you're saying. Yeah, I'm 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 tripping around. saith the Lord God. It came to pass also in the twelfth 
year in the fifteenth day of the month that the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, wail for the multitude of Egypt, and cast them down, even her and the daughters of the famous nations, unto the nether parts of the earth. To the nether parts of the earth. Cast her down to the nether parts of the earth. Her and her, it's a multitude it's talking about here. Not just one specific thing. Like I told you, Egypt is a type of the world. Go ahead, brother. Yes. With them that go down into the pit. Whom dost thou pass in beauty? Go down, and by thou laid with the uncircumcised, and be thou laid with the uncircumcised. They shall fall in the midst of them that are slain by the sword. She is delivered to the sword. Draw her and all her multitudes. The strong among the mighty shall speak to him out of the midst of hell with them that help him. They are gone down. They lie uncircumcised, slain by the sword. We don't have no problem understanding the location of where this pit is. It's underneath the earth because it talks about hell right here. So go ahead, brother. Amen. Asher is there and all her company. His graves are about him, all of them slain, fallen by the sword. It's interesting. It says Asher is there and all her company. That's right. It's calling Asher her, mm-hmm. and then it switches and calls his graves. That's right. It does this continuously. It's a good catch, brother. Absolutely. So uh, the one must be the Antichrist, and yet the... The whole group of Asher is called a her. Is that what it's saying? Don't forget Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots. Yes, yes. Um, That's the point I was going to eventually bring out. But go ahead. So the both of them, yes, I see. Okay, verse 23, Ezekiel 32. Whose graves are set in the sides of the pit, and her company is round about her grave, all of them slain, fallen by the sword, which caused terror in the land of the living. There's Elam, and all her multitude round about her grave, all of them slain, fallen by the sword, which are gone down uncircumcised into the nether parts of the earth, which caused their terror in the land of the living. Yet have they borne their shame with them that go down to the pit. They have set her a bed in the midst of the slain with all her multitude. Her graves are round about him, all of them uncircumcised, slain by the sword, though their terror was caused in the land of the living, yet have they borne their shame with them that go down to the pit. He is put in the midst of them that be slain. Okay, now pay close attention. You remember the names of these people that he just got through talking about? Asher, Elam, remember those names. Now watch what comes up now. Ezekiel 32, verse 26. There's Meshach, Tubal, and all her multitude. Her graves are round about him, all of them uncircumcised, slain by the sword, though they caused their terror in the land of the living. And they shall not lie with the mighty. And they shall not lie with the mighty that are fallen of the circumcised, which are gone down to hell, with their weapons of war, and they have laid their swords under their heads. Y'all got that. Keep that. They, these took their swords with them. 
and laid it under their head. Then they're a separate bunch. Anybody can see this is this is there's a difference between what he's been saying and what he's saying now. And this is Tubal and Meshach. Remember that. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, and they're laying separate. That's they're correct. That's with, the point. Yeah. That's that's the point. I want to get across. Yes, with their weapons. Yeah. Okay, continue on. Which are gone down to hell with their weapons of war. And they have laid their swords under their heads, but their iniquity shall be upon their bones. Though they were the terror of the mighty in the land of the living. Okay, that's that's good enough for reading about that bunch. There's a whole bunch down there in this pit. Do we know of any place? Does this, Does the scripture give us any precedent? to where there's this pit is open and somebody goes down into it and some people come out of it. Does the scriptures give, is that my imagination or am I telling you that that's in the scripture and you can go read it? You can. Of course you can. And it's in Isaiah 24. Same shooting match taking place. The world's in turmoil the day of the Lord scenario. There's people going down in the pit and coming up out of the pit. So I'm not making this, I'm not pulling this out of thin air. This is not my imagination. It's what the Word of God says. Okay, and we got Tubal and Meshach right here. Now let's go to Ezekiel 38 and start reading at verse 1. Watch the people connected with this battle. Ezekiel Chapter 38, verse 1. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against him. Meshach and Tubal. Didn't we just read about them? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And we know where they are, and we know that their bones has iniquity in them, and we know that they're armed. We know that. We just read that in Ezekiel 32. And like I said, is the precedent set in the Word of God of people coming up out of this pit in a time period that's connected with the day of the Lord, and it's in Isaiah 24. And if I've got, and we're not going to take the time to go read it, go read it yourself. See if I'm lying. See if I'm making it up. I'm telling you the truth, folks, and I'm telling you. And the thing about this, these guys really don't want to fight. The Gog and Magog, these people, the Lord is the one that forces this battle. He puts a hook in their jaws and draws them toward this battle. And there's something special about the armor they wear. I don't get yeah, I don't understand. The Bible goes out of its way to make a big deal about this armor that they wear. Do I understand it all? Not at all. Don't I? I just know there's something there. The Bible don't say stuff unless it's got a meaning to it. It's not there. It's just not some pretty prose so it'll sound good, metaphorically. It's not just pretty poetry. It has a meaning. Can you read, Brother Dave? And they were the terror of the mighty in the land of the living. So they were especially fearsome and mighty and powerful. Absolutely. Even the mighty feared them. Absolutely. 
verse 3. And say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth and all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Oh, they're handling them swords. No wonder they laid their swords under their heads. <laughs> no wonder they're the only bunch in that whole list in Isaiah 32, I mean Ezekiel 32, that puts their swords, carries their swords with them. Because they're going to use them again. The Lord's drawn them out with his hooks. Continue on, brother. Verse 5. Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet. Gomer and all his bands, the house of Turgarma of the north quarters, and all his bands, and many people with thee. But thou, but though prepared and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. Okay, folks, many the, days. The, the natural way, the, the, the scholarly natural way that this has been discussed. I'll, let me just lay this. This is the way it's normally taught in one way or the other all across, quote, unquote, Christendom, among all different types of scholars from all persuasions, okay? They teach that this is a battle that takes place where Russia, they claim that Russia is Gog and Magog, and Tubal and Meshach is Russia, and all these other countries are modern-day Libya and Syria and all this stuff, and they're all going to come down on Israel, that the, the Israel we know as where the Edomites live today. That's the way it's taught. second. You said Gog and Magog are Russia? That's what they claim. And Meshach and Tubal are Russia? Yes. Okay, all four of them. Well, not maybe all four of them, but that that Russia is the main leader. Okay, I've heard that China was... Oh, yeah, China's in there. Oh, yes, yes. China's part of them, too. I was going to get to that. Oh, okay. China's going to be a big part, supposed to be a big part of this, too. And this, see, this is... Some people teach that this is the battle of quote-unquote Armageddon, even though yes. it says it's not. It says it's a guy battle of Gog and Magog. Yes. How do you know that they're not the same? Because in Revelation, they're two separate wars. We're fixing to go there and read about them. That's why they just throw out one and say, no, they're both the same. And I understand why they do that, because it's tough to reconcile. It's tough to reconcile. And as we get on down through here, you'll see they come out of the north. All right? Keep that in mind. Keep on reading, Brother Dave. Yeah, it's really it's interesting because I never before thought that these giants or these mighty ones that had their swords come up before the last battle of Armageddon. They're actually in this battle before Armageddon. Absolutely. Wow. I never realized that. Absolutely. And, and, and okay, if, 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 um, man, I wish Brother Chess phone worked. 
go to Joel real quick. Just read a okay. little bit. Read a little bit more, then we'll go to Joel, and I'll show you something. Okay. So keep reading here. Yeah, just keep reading here. Let's get a little more of the taste of it. You can look at this naturally, folks, if you want to. It's fine with me. Like I said, this has got nothing to do with your salvation. This is meat. This is deep, deep, medium well T-bone steak, okay? This ain't got nothing to do with your relationship with Jesus Christ and your rewards and your inheritance. This is just knowledge of God and knowledge of the Word of God, okay? Just keep that in mind. So whichever direction you go on this is not going to affect your salvation one bit because it's going to happen. Not one jot or tittle of fail. It's going to happen one way or the other. Okay? Go ahead, Brother Dave. Ezekiel 38, verse 8. After many days thou shalt be visited. In the latter years thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword and is gathered out of many people. Against the mountains of Israel. Okay. Against the mountains of Israel. Folks, we realize that to be the nations of Israel. The nations of Jacob Israel. We don't believe that that's no Mount Rushmore. And uh, it it happens to be somewhere over. It's not Mount Hermon or Mount Sinai over there where Israel, the quote-unquote Israelis are at. We don't see it that way. That's the way mainstream sees it. This says the bring the peoples that are gathered and in the mountains of the mountains of Israel. That's talking about the is the, the Israelite nations. That's the way the Anglo Israel truth looks at this. At least they should. We done went over about this mountain business earlier. Continue reading, brother. Which have been Always waste, but it, but it is brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell safely, all of them. Okay. They're brought forth out of the nations. The greatest gathering of Anglo-Saxon Celtic white folks that ever was brought, that ever gathered that in history, gathered together in North America was brought to North America. The biggest gathering of the Anglo-Israel people were brought together in North America, Canada and and the United States of America, in in history, okay? It ain't talking about a bunch of of, um, dark-eyed, hook-nosed Jews that ain't never had a bunch of nations anywhere, okay? It ain't talking about I don't know why the brethren can't see this. And we certainly dwelt safely here. No one has ever attacked us. Well, the Japanese tried a little Pearl Harbor. Remember Second Samuel seven ten. Go read it, brother. Second Samuel. Second Samuel seven ten. Okay. Now remember, he's fixing to read this. David is in the land. David is in Jerusalem. That all the tribes have their appointed land that was appointed to them, and the nation is at peace. When Nathan the prophet comes in and gives David this prophecy, keep that in mind. This right, this verse here is what, which signed, sealed, and delivered the Anglo-Israel truth to me 
that there could be, there's no other explanation. Unless somebody wants to try to metaphorize or throw it out in eternity somewhere or move it where it ain't supposed to be, even though they'll take the rest of the chapter, which is the sure mercies of David, and slap it down on us. You can't do the book like that. The book don't work like that. The context don't change. It's talking about Israel. Go ahead and read it, brother. Yes, Second Samuel chapter 7, verse 10. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own and, have, and move no more, neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time. Before time's the key word there. We've always been afflicted, but never as we used to be afflicted when we were in the old country. It's never been that way. And that's what it's saying here. These, the, the mountains of Israel are dwelling safely. Safely. All of them are dwelling safely. The only person that ever taught, that I know, that ever taught, other than Dr. Gene Scott, that this was talking about North America was James McGinley, an old Scotch-Irish preacher, evangelist, back in the late 1900s. And you'd, be, you'd do well if you could find his material, but I doubt very seriously if you can. And that's Jane. J-A-N-N-E, Jane McGinley, okay? But he thought that this was talking about North America. And it said it would be Russia and China and these other nations coming down through across across the Bering Strait, down through Canada into North America, which was Canada and the United States of America. That's what he taught, okay? I'm just going to go ahead and tell you what he taught. Even Dr. Ruttman brought it up in class. And as as, a, as just in passing, saying that uh, Jane McGinley taught this. Go ahead, brother. Okay, uh, back to Ezekiel chapter thirty-eight. Yes. Okay. But notice that in Second Samuel seventeen, those Israelites that are moved to their own land, where they'll never be afflicted as they were aforetime, they'll never move again. Right. They're established there. In these place, in this safe place, so to speak. Go ahead, brother. Verse nine, Ezekiel thirty-eight. Thou shalt ascend and come like a storm. Thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land. Thou and all thy bands and many people with thee. Thus saith the Lord God. It shall also come to pass that at the same time shall things come into thy mind, and thou shalt think an evil thought. See, there's, there's, there, there's somebody putting somebody something in somebody's mind that they don't necessarily want. That's the Bible telling you that somebody can put something in your mind that's not your own thought. Yes. That I've talked to you about a million times and brought up over and over and over again ad nauseum that most of y'all don't give a second thought to. You think that everything you think that you're in control of. And that just ain't so, folks. That's what spiritual warfare is all about. You've got to understand spiritual warfare. You've got to understand this. 
understanding the leadership of the Holy Spirit, you have to understand this kind of stuff. Amen. So somebody's going to put some thought in this person's head that they'll think an evil thought. Verse 11. And thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. I will go to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates. Now, you try to tell me that anybody that's been to the quote-unquote holy land, are you going to try to tell me there's no walls and gates over there? There's no fences. There's no blockades. There's no, you trying to tell me that that's the way it is over there? Well, if you say it is, you're a liar. Because they got all kind of blockades in there, and they just, they've got even a wall over there. Well, this says that there's nobody, that this, that, that where these Israelites are being attacked, there is no walls and gates. There is no walls to, to, to keep this bunch, this horde from coming down on them. Book don't lie, folks. Now remember, don't don't forget, don't, don't let me let this get out of your mind. There is there's the, the this is a very there's a good possibility. That's the reason I want us to, to work this out, this chronology, I want us to work it out because it would make all the sense in the world if this is if it, if this takes place at the end of the millennium. Keep that in mind. Because remember in Isaiah we read all those people that go to bow down before the Lord and some of them hate his guts. Yeah. Don't want him ruling over them. That could be some of these people above here. More than, it, more than likely it is. But the battle of Gog and Magog that you read in the book of Revelation takes place after the thousand year millennial reign. After Satan's been loosed. And they come up on the plateau or the face of the flat earth come up out they come up out of somewhere on the earth we've done establish that if you haven't forgotten it already read a few more verses and then go to Joel 1 verse 12 to take a spoil and to take I pray to turn thine hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations which have gotten cattle and goods that dwell in the midst of the land. Okay. We have read in, we read in Isaiah 60 and 61, we read previously in Ezekiel about how the Lord brings, brings remember rebuilding the desolate places, Brother David? Remember where it talked about in Isaiah, the regathering together of the people from all yes. the places they had re- and, and the rebuilding of the desolate places? Yes, That's indeed. That's what it's talking about here. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it's talking about here. Now, let, let, well, let's just read a few more verses and read some more of these nations. Okay. Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarsus, with all the young lions thereof, shall say unto thee, Art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods, to take a great spoil? 
Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say unto Gog, Thus saith the Lord God, In that day when my people of Israel dwelleth safely, shalt thou not know it. Hmm. Thou sh- shalt thou not know it. Well, it was put in their mind that they should not know it. They thought an evil thought. This is a super, this, there's so much supernatural stuff going on here in the Lord's guy. The Lord's the one that even puts the hooks in the jaws and draws them out. Now, let's go real quick to Joel, Joel chapter 1, brother. Start reading the first okay. few verses. Okay. Joel chapter 1, verse 1. The word of the Lord that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. Hear this, ye old men, and hear and give ear, all ye inhabitants of the land. Hath this been in your days, or even in the days of your fathers? Tell ye your children of it, and let your children tell their children, and their children another generation. Now, why is he saying that? Because it's for a time to come. It's in the future. Go ahead, brother. That which the palmer worm hath left, left, hath the locust eaten. And that which the locust hath left, hath the canker worm eaten. And that which the canker worm hath left, hath the caterpillar eaten. Awake, ye drunkards, and weep, and howl, all ye drinkers of wine, because of the new wine, for it is cut off from your mouth. For a nation is come up upon my land, strong and without number, whose teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he hath the cheek teeth of a great lion. Mm. He hath laid my vine waste, and barked my fig tree. He hath made it clean bare, and cast it away. The branches thereof are made white. Lament like a virgin girded with sackcloth for the husband of her youth. The meat offering. This is a mighty army that's come against the land. And they got teeth like lions. Where have y'all ever heard where have y'all ever heard that before? Um Does that ring a bell anyway. Revelation. You uh, got it. Chapter eleven. You got it. It's open. Yep. You got it. Sure does. Go back to it real quick now to uh Hold your hand there, and then go back to uh, Ezekiel 38 and read verse 15. Okay. Verse 15, And thou shalt come from the place of the north parts, thou and many people with thee, all of them riding upon horses, a great company and a mighty army. Great company and a mighty army coming from the north places. I wonder what's in. I wonder what's in the Arctic. I wonder what's up there in the Arctic Circle. I wonder what's uh, over there in the Arctic Circle. Wonder why they don't let nobody over there. I wonder what Admiral Byrd found. I wonder if it's really true. I wonder if his diary is really true that he found an entrance into the Earth up there. I wonder if that's got a little bit to do with the Antarctic Treaty, to why nobody can go down there and explore like they could for years and years and years. I wonder what they, if it wasn't just a firmament, I wonder if it's also openings because you can find pictures of that the um, Germans took of caverns. Yes. And everything in Antarctica. 
doesn't give you no wide spectrum view of where they lead to or what's in them, but they're there for you to see. Huh. Wonder. Could it possibly be that this that's, that that's where this army's coming out of? Is this part of the supernatural army? Could it be both? Well, I'm fixing to show you where most of the people are done wiped out on the earth before it takes place. Before we go any further, let's go to Revelation chapter 19. Okay. Just start. It's, it's all so good. Let's just start reading it, verse 1. Okay, verse 1. And after these things I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. Oh, before you go any further, let me read verse 16 here in uh, Ezekiel 38. Okay. And thou shalt come up against my people of Israel. And like come up against my people Israel as a cloud to cover the land. It shall be in the latter days. And I will bring thee against my land in the latter days. Just like Joel said, tell your children, tell your grandchildren, not to all that, because it's a time to come. It's a future time to come in the future, just like it was, just like it is in Isaiah chapter 6, in Isaiah chapter 24, just like it is in Isaiah 61, in chapter 60, and 60, 61, and 62. It's all in the future. It's not nothing that's done happen. There's something that's going to happen. Continue reading, brother. Okay, Revelation 19, verse 2. For true and righteous are his judgments, for he hath judged the great whore. Okay, remember, now Babylon is fallen. We're going chronological here. Previously, the great whore has failed. Remember how the her and the he back you read a while ago, Brother Dave? Yes. And you remember that switching back and forth? Yes, indeed, yes. Okay, continue reading. Okay. For he hath judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. So she's gone. She's failed. She's been, the Lord's done, she's done, she's done collapsed. Go ahead. And again they said, Alleluia, and her smoke rose up forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen, hallelujah. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice, and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. So chronologically, the marriage of the Lamb and the marriage supper take place after the fall of Babylon. 
Continue, brother. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And that is, the, but we know what the righteousness of the saints is. It is the righteousness of God. Go ahead. And he saith unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Uh, excuse me, didn't that say allegorical and metaphorical? No, not at all. These are the true sayings of God. Absolutely. Go ahead, brother. Doesn't need any changing. Uh, verse 10. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. Okay, that stop right there. Okay, we've got the marriage supper's taking place. The marriage of the Lamb has taken place. Undoubtedly, the judgment has done taken. The, the, the judgment seat of Christ has done taking place, as you're fixing to find out, because the saints come back with the Lord here. This is a battle fixing to take. This is another. But this is a battle that takes place before the battle of Gog and Magog, and I'll show you that. Go ahead. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God, capital W. Capital W, yep. And he's got another name that nobody knows, all you namers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nobody knows it, contrary to what you false doctrine teaches. Go ahead, brother. Yes, indeed, the Word of God. <laughs> Verse 14, And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. What was his, white, white raiment, white and clean. We just got through telling you it was the righteousness of the saints. Hallelujah. Above there. This is us coming back with the Lord, folks, is exactly what this is. This is to fight a battle. And we're fixing to get into that. Go ahead, brother. Verse 15. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Okay, so the, he hasn't ruled them with a rod of iron yet. That's future. That's future. Yeah, the, the battle hadn't taken place yet. It's future. I mean, the, the ruling with the rod of iron hadn't taken place yet. Go ahead, brother. Yes, it says, and he shall rule them with That's the rod bingo. of iron. That's right. Amen. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying, 
to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven. Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings, and the flesh of captains, and the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw so the there's going to be so, so before the, the angels done calling the fowls of the air to come to eat it after this great slaughter that's going to take place. Go ahead. Amen. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that so sat on the horse. They're going to fight against God. Yes. They're going to try to fight against God just like Nimrod was going to do back in Genesis chapter 10. Supernatural and natural together. These kings of the earth and all this thing that's been building up, all the technology, all the supernatural and natural, they're going to try to fight against the king of kings and lord of lords and us that trailing behind. Go ahead, brother. Gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. Oh, and we're part of his army. Don't you remember those verses that I've told you that we went back to the Song of Solomon where it likens us to a bat, like an army with banners? Remember that, brother David? Yes, I sure do. Hallelujah. Absolutely that some of these people out here that claim to be somebody say there's not a reference in the Word of God that likens the church to an army. <laughs> oh, yeah. They don't know nothing. Mm. It's, a, it's, a sad, it's a sad thing, and people follow them like they've got hooks in their nose, like following a falling machine. They won't go check it out for themselves. Go ahead, brother. I'm not going to get out. Yeah, it just clearly says that the bride is, uh, uh, wearing white robes and is gathered together in his army wearing, riding white horses. I mean, it's as clear as day. Clear as day. Plus, like I said, in Song of Solomon, it says we're like an army with banners. It sure does, several places. Twice, in the same chapter. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, brother. Revelations 19, verse 20. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet. And so, brought- so, the beast and the false prophet... Where did the beast come from? Revelation 11. I saw an angel that had a key and opened the key to the bottomless pit. Who come out of the bottomless pit? Beast. Apollyon. Apollos. Yes. Supernatural. With the natural. That's going to fight against the Lord. Just like there's going to be supernatural soldiers along with natural soldiers, that's going to fight against the Lord. you got the supernatural and the natural against the supernatural armies of God. It's hard to comprehend how retarded they could be. Absolutely. You know, being as they came out of the pit that God made and God sent them down there, they were imprisoned. Right. And But where does that leave us? <laughs> oh, go. my God. I know. It's, uh, it, it's like that's mind control. Yeah. Remember, he just, Even put, in it, he just put in it. He just put it back in thirty-eight. He just said he put an evil thought in their mind. Yes. 
Yeah. And even in the God that sends the strong delusion. Mm. This is wild stuff, folks. It's wild stuff, but they want nobody out there talk about this stuff to you, do you? But this is the word of God. This is the truth. Continue on, brother. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and then that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. Okay, now we know that the ones that took the mark of the beast are normal, are physical, natural people because they couldn't buy or sell except they took the mark, right? Right. Well, then there's natural and supernatural together openly fighting against God. Yes. It does not take a stretch. There is no rest in the scriptures. This is what the book says. This is not fantasy. Since I've been telling y'all and teaching y'all this doctrine, I've known this all along, the book says that's what's going to happen. And the Lord wouldn't whistle in Dixie, even though he might have whistled Dixie some afternoons with the apostles. Uh, when he said that there would be a time coming like never had been since creation ever would be again. And that's what's going to happen. And as it was in the days of Noah, when everybody's mind was on evil continually, these are a bunch of humans, but they're demon-possessed, practically. They're mind-controlled. Their technology's going to control somehow or another, their DNA's changed. Yes. It says they try to die and can't. They seek death and can't even find death. Sounds like a Marvel comic book, doesn't it? And they have the hive mind where they're all together with the same purpose and opinions and desires and uh, way of doing things. That's exactly all right. together as exactly one right. mighty why... army coming against the Lord Jesus Christ, totally right. deceived. Something going, something's going to make them believe that they're fighting an enemy. There's going to be some folks that are just as natural as you and I right now that thinks that they're doing right. They're going to be so deceived, they're going to think they're fighting an enemy. Yes. Hmm. And that's why yes. I talked about all that stuff before the program like I did. Folks, it all ties together. It all ties together. All the predictive programming, all the television, all the greatest shows, like I said, all the greatest ratings, all the supernatural and natural together that's being promulgated all over the world to people that watch this stuff and into this stuff and think it's just entertainment. Anybody that's worth their weight in any kind of knowing anything other than how to count to three that's did any study at all knows that the television was one of the first known ways of mind control that man put out when it comes to technology, that that was the number one thing it was for. If you do any study, read any white papers at all, know anything about anything, other than how much you make every week in your job. Because, see, every bit of this is Scripture. Every bit of this is Bible. 
and has to do with the Word of God. Would know this is how this is coming down. That's how it's going to come down. Just he just told you the words were faithful and true. He didn't tell you to guess about them, and you might not know. And it was a great mystery. He said that the words were faithful and true. Did he not, Amen. Brother David? Yes, it did. You reckon you might ought to get in a different saddle and start riding a different horse and start going down a different way when it comes to the way you study and what you think? Some of you downloaders, are you still so self, self-centered self and self-cocky that you, oh, that's not going to affect me. Are you still, love, self-love is so strong that you still are just still going to set yourself aside and say, well, it didn't happen to me. It's got nothing to do with me. Do you know what growing in grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ when he is the big W is all about? It's growing in the knowledge of his book, which is the little W. That he's magnified above his very name. There's a reason you should know this. You know what God you know what the word godliness means? The wide scope view of godliness. You think it's not drinking and smoking and smoking dope and, and running around with bad you think that's what that is, don't you? You might ought to go check it out. Because that's something you can carry with you across the veil. See, because godliness is not only profitable in this life, but also in that which is to come. I wonder why. Hmm. Keep on reading, Brother Dave. In reference to these um, people being so deceived that they believe that they're fighting an evil enemy, in Isaiah 520 it says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And the Luciferian doctrine states that Lucifer was the good one. Lucifer is the angel of light, and Jesus Christ is the enemy, the wicked one, the one who's trying to destroy them. Folks, and you've got people that claim to be Christian that won't even use the name Jesus Christ, oh. and they've got and they're set they're they're setting themselves up to go a little further and a little further and a little further, just because they think they're different. Oh, you wait till I play some of that stuff on and let you hear that come out of their own mouth. You'll see why I get so irate about it. Do you think Satan is wiser than Daniel? He's been alive for eons. He knows human nature like nobody else. He knows just how to manipulate you and I. If it wasn't for the protection of God, we wouldn't stand a snowball's chance in hell. If we weren't sealed by the Spirit of God to the day of redemption, we wouldn't have a chance. 
That's it. We'd be totally deceived. Toast. We'd be deceived. We'd be just like toast. Amen. And you going to down deep in the recesses of your heart and mind in some cocky way think you got something to do with it? See? See, that book discerns the thoughts and intents of the heart, see? That's why you don't want to mess with it too much. It knows all about you and tells it. Continue on, Brother Dave. Uh, Verse 21. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse. So there's a few. There's a few. After after the big slaughter comes, there's a few, and they get killed with that sword. That's not the remnant of good. That's the remnant of bad, folks. Okay? Just in case you're wondering. Go ahead. Which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. End of chapter. Yep. Now let's go quickly to chapter 20 and start reading it. Now this is now this is a battle that's just took place. We had a hand in it. We took part in it. The marriage is done took place. We're already, we're as a spouse to one vir- uh, a virgin, a spouse to, uh, the, the, we've been, the bridegroom is ours, we're his, he's ours. The marriage is over. The marriage supper's over. Now there's a battle took place, the beast and the false prophet thrown into the lake of fire. We know who the beast is, Revelation tells us his name's Apollyon. And down through the centuries and millennia, his name's changed started out as Nimrod, and then it got changed when the languages changed, and they were sent out to the four corners of the earth when God messed up the languages, and they just just took on different names, like Apollos. I'm trying to think of some of the other names of those Greek gods and some of those uh, Roman gods. They just took on different names, different languages. Still the same character. Like Thor in the... Uh, yeah, Viking. that's one right there. Odin. Yeah, Odin. Odin, which would be, in our vernacular, God the Father. Folks, this stuff, it, 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 it ought to just... It, well, nothing. Go ahead, brother. Chapter Verse 1, Revelations chapter 20. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. So, what do we know after just those few verses we just read? What do we know for sure? We know that the beast is not the devil. We know that he's influenced and incarnate with an with some wicked, evil spirit, but we know he's not the devil per se. Because here the angel takes him and binds him for a thousand years. Well, the beast and the false prophet are thrown into the lake of fire. See? What I mean? Jelly bean? The difference. See, you read close. You take your time. You pay attention to what's said. You know English. Since you're an Englishman, supposed to, 
Continue reading, brother. And cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled, and after that he must be loosed a little season. Okay, he's, he's, he's thrown into a bottomless pit, we've got a chain on him, and his, his influence is stymied for a thousand years, while the beast and the false prophet and that other credit burning in the lake of fire. So it ain't the, de- the beast ain't the devil. He is a him, and his name's Lucifer. He's called the anointed cherub that covereth. He was a cherub to start with. Ezekiel 28. Unsurpassed in beauty. Master of music. Then I could go on and on and on. Go ahead, Brother Dave. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So we're given judgments over ten cities, five cities. The rewards are passed out. We we utilize those rewards in our inheritance during the thousand years with no, no mastermind evil behind. He is locked up. He's chained. But this just goes to show, like I've said many times, and people don't like it when I say this, that Satan had a point. The trouble was not all Satan. It never has been. And everybody wants to point the finger and blame somebody, whether it's the Jew or the or the Mohammedan or are the Masons or what blame somebody else when the, the, the root problem is man himself it's sin yes that's the root problem continue reading brother Dave but the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished and this is the first resurrection well, the first resurrection, good folks come up. Good guys come up. We come up if we die before the gathering. And we're given our supernatural bodies, and we rule and reign with Christ a thousand years. And rewards are handed out. And there's a population of supernatural and natural living together in moderate harmony on a regenerated earth where children are called a child at 100 years old. We read it the other night in Isaiah. See, folks, Scripture with Scripture, precept with precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little or there a little. Continue reading, brother. These um, saints who were beheaded here for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God. Yes. Um. Were these these are vessels of tribulation, right? I mean, they went. They're some in of the them tribulation. Are. Some of them are. A lot the of them are. are. Some of them are. Some of the saints that were martyred during the time of the martyrs. Okay, but um, that had not worshipped the beast. 
Yeah, that came out of great tribulation, right? That's yeah. it's, it's both both bunches because, like I said, the good guys come up at the first resurrection because okay. the second now, death has no part. In Second Thessalonians chapter two, it talks about that you know the Thessalonians were receiving tribulation and persecution. Mm-hmm. Tribulation, little t. Right. You know, they were being right. persecuted right. by the world. Right. And um, then it says that it is meet that the Lord gave them tribulation for the trouble that they gave you. That's exactly right. Okay, and it now. It's a manifest token. It also tells manifest. you that the tribulations that we suffer are today and them back then is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God. Yes. Now, would is now these people were given tribulation. Are these some uh, people get saved it seems in the great tribulation. Of course they do. Of course they do. Of course they do. Yes. Yeah. And it tells it's you a, exactly a different how, gospel. It tells you it's exactly right, brother David, and it tells you exactly what that gospel is. So some of those that persecuted the church before the tribulation came are now those people who are getting tribulation, but then they repent. That's right, what it seems like. But it, the the onus still seems to be a clear gospel message presented to an individual damns them. There is no second chance. Yeah, and they're in another place. Is it Revelations nine or six where it says that their robes were they were washed in the blood? Mm-hmm. That's right. So it's a, it's got the gospel of Jesus, but yet it's different. It sure is. Yeah. It's not it's the blood not, of Jesus, not only it, it says they keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. In one place it says they sing the song of Moses. Yes. And then, but there's another group that just have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Yes. There's three different, and on top of that, there's an angel that goes around preaching the everlasting gospel. Yeah, they yeah. Fear God and keep keep His commandments. Mm-hmm. So there's those three groups there. Like it's a different here. ball game. It's a different ball game, folks. I'm telling you, when the time of Jacob's trouble comes, there is no more grace of. Salvation, free gift of grace, free gift of salvation offered anymore. You say, when is that time take place, Brother Don? I do not know. My, I, I presume, I assume, and I guess, and my opinion is, it all stops when the three, when the two witnesses are beheaded, and after three and a half days are called up. I think the re- there's a resurrection that takes place there because they're resurrected. Their bodies come back, they get back together, and then they're called, a a voice says, come up hither, and therefore they go up to be with the Lord, and I think that's when we go up ourselves. That's my opinion. Yes. Continue reading, brother, and we'll get to God's make up. Verse 5, but the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished, and this is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. Wow. But they shall they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. I says, folks, just like I said, I wouldn't making it up. 
I wasn't making it up. Like I was, I've, I've been leading up to this by explaining to y'all the 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 um, those things like where it says it's pointed unto man once to die and after that. How that's a general truth. Like these two resurrections are two general type resurrections. There's many different resurrections. Just like there's many people that die more than once. How do I know that? Because the Bible tells you they do. And then there's one that never dies, which was Enoch. And that's who, Lord willing, if he came tomorrow, we would be a type. He's a type of us that never die. He's the ones that Paul says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep or die. We shall be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to be with him in the clouds forever. You got that? There is a group that does not taste of death, and Enoch is the type. There's a type for every doctrine that's taught in this book. And Enoch is a type of the Christian that is alive when the Lord comes comes in the clouds and that resurrection takes place the dead in Christ, right? The dead that are in Christ rise first. Those that are by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Those that are in Christ, those that have accepted, those that have the free gift of grace, the free gift of salvation offered freely with no works connected to whatsoever, that believed by faith, by grace through faith, those that are alive and remain then will be caught up together with the bunch that died beforehand and will all be together with the Lord. Then the marriage supper takes place. Then the marriage takes place. Then we come back to fight a battle. Then we live and rule and reign for a thousand years. Then here we're fixing to get to this other battle. Go ahead, Brother Dave. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, there's, to gather them there's together. Gog, there's Gog and Magog right there. We're reading about it now in chapter 38. Go ahead. To gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. So there's a bunch of deceived, and that devil works overtime. That deception, all his, his, his foot soldiers, his spiritual foot soldiers are turned loose with him, more than likely, it seems like, because he's not omniscient. He can't be every place at one time. So it would only make spiritual common sense that his minions are turned loose with him because they deceive people, multitudes, on the four corners of the earth. That makes sense to you, Brother David? Sure does, and they must have had some technology, too, or something, because as many as the sand of the sea, the the four quarters of the earth, that covers everybody. And don't forget that third that fell with Satan. 
Yes. Where have they been? Where are they now? Well, my opinion, I'm finally going to give you an opinion, aren't I? I, I've been beating around the bush on it for five years. Now I'm going to give you my opinion. I have uh, an opinion, too. I'll I'll listen and see if it's the same. I think we see them all the time, but go ahead. I think, number one, there's some that have a place in the princes as the prince of the power of the air. They're part of the divine council. The second bunch, I believe, walk around among us every day. The third bunch is underneath the earth. I believe all that, but I also believe that all those stars up there that are going to be replaced, as many as the stars of the heaven, we yep. will replace them, and they all fall down in the book of Revelations, and guess what's going to go up, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's another bunch that falls. I forgot about that bunch. Yeah, that's another yeah, bunch. That's, that and, don't even include the third that fell with Lucifer. There's a whole other bunch right there. What uh, the the ones in heaven though? What if they are like the ones on this side of the firmament? Yeah, but they the fell with Lucifer. To, it says they fell to the earth. Okay. It says they were cast yeah, to the it earth. Does say that? Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. It says they were cast to the earth, and that's why I give you my reasons of why I think where they're at. Okay, it's good. good continue, stuff. continue reading. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city. And the fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And that battle don't take no time. Boop, it's over. And so much for that big battle. They come upon the breadth of the earth. They come up out from under the earth, folks, and come up on a flat plain. We done went over it in the Greek. And we ain't going to no Greek tonight. I'm more out and tired, and I believe you've heard enough uh, to chew on for a while, to raise questions that you're more than willing to ask whenever you get ready. And we'll go ahead and shut it down for tonight. Tomorrow's a work day. I'll read the last verse 10, because here we see Jesus. Oh, yeah, read the last verse. Yeah. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Hallelujah Lies for that. Enemy. Yep. Yep. Praise God for that day. Amen. Praise God Amen. for that day because I will done have, we won't have to worry about no sin no more. We We'll have a total genetic rewrite. There won't be no sin in our DNA. There won't be none of that. Our thoughts will be pure. Then we'll be able to do exactly like Paul tries to get us to do. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, there be any good report, you know, all that stuff, then we'll be able to do it continuously with a love for Jesus Christ that's supernatural, our husband, Jesus Christ, which is supernatural and the Bible says, I have not seen nor ear heard nor entered the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them to love him. But the Spirit hath revealed some of some of the stuff he has revealed, and the reason you know it is in his book. And he's revealing it oh, some of it a little hit here and a little there all the time. Here a little and there a little. There's no questions, we'll shut her down. Brother Dave? Yeah, I don't Oh, just one comment, number eight. You guys never used the true names of our God 
Small G. Oh, whatever. Okay, sorry about that. I'll, I'll, I'll use I'll use the true name of our God. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. Amen. That's God in that's God in the flesh, manifest in the flesh. The soul oh, is God. The Spirit of God is unpronounceable, called a tetragrammaton, and there's twenty something different ways. Of pronounce of about twenty seven twenty something different vowels you can put in between Y H W H. Take your choice. Yes. Okay. Take your choice. They don't nobody know the vowels to use. So one's just as good enough as another. Therefore, he knows who I'm talking about when I say God the Father. He's my Father. He knows me. I'm His Son. Amen. He sent you here. You should know Amen. you. That's right. That's right. Contact information, Brother Dave, and we'll shut her down. Okay, contact information for Don Spears Ministries. The telephone number is 334-397-2333. Again, that's 334-397-2333. The email address is respect to the Lord at yahoo.com and two is T-O and if you go to PayPal and when you have a PayPal account you can give an offering to the Lord Jesus Christ and to Pastor Don by entering Pastor Don's PayPal account number which is the same as his email which I will repeat now respect to the Lord at yahoo.com and Pastor Don's mailing address, where you can send cards, letters, offerings, pictures, requests, is 3155 Louisville Street. That's 3155 Louisville. L-O-U-I-S-D-I-L-L-E. 3155 Louisville Street. Apartment D1. That's D as in Don. Apartment D1, Clio, Alabama, zip code 36017. Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, yeah, and by the way, guests, I didn't I didn't mean that in a mean way. I was just stating facts. Brother Dave, turn to Psalm 138 and read verse 2, if you will. Yeah, they're gone already anyway. Psalm oh. 138? Well, you don't have to. If they're done gone, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they're gone. Uh, we may not try to put a vowel in between YHWH, but we, we try our best to magnify his word, which he magnified himself above his own name. So amen, amen. It, That's it, a good it's point. Covered. It's covered. It's covered here, by the way. And I think they already know all that. I mean, if they've been around for a book, If they study the book, it's, sometimes it shocks them when they find out that's in the word of God. Oh, that part, yeah, absolutely. No, but I mean about the name part. Yeah. They've heard everyone's using different names and everything, and, and when you read a King James Bible or any Bible except for the name Bible, they don't use that, so come on, get real. <laughs> if you want to use it, that's between you and Jesus Christ, but the rest of us are going to use what the King James Bible calls him Jesus Christ. That's right. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love each and every one of you. I appreciate those prayers, like I said, and please be praying for all those folks on the road that's going to have to suffer with my driving tomorrow morning, starting about yes, seven. Excuse me, starting about seven o'clock. 
Uh, God bless each and every one of you, and we will pick up where we left off uh, Friday night. And Lord willing, Brother Chad will be back with us loud and clear this coming Friday night. Love you guys. Good night. Good night, Pastor Don. Good night, brother.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.